0: Have you ever had doubts assail your mind when you prayed, after you prayed? We're gonna talk today uh, about the remedy of that, how to develop confidence in your prayer life.
1: Welcome to Wisdom for Living with Greg Moore. Join with Greg as he shares truth from the Word of God that will help you grow in wisdom and successfully navigate a balanced life with family, marriage, finances, and relationships. And now, here's Greg.
0: And I'm so glad you joined us today on today's broadcast of Wisdom for Living. My name is Greg Moore with Greg Moore Ministries, and we've been talking about developing an effective prayer life. Man, uh, I encourage you to go on my website, uh, gregmoore.com, and, uh, and, and watch any of the, uh, ser- uh, any of the, ser- the series that you've missed. So far, because it's been a blessing, so we're going to pick back up today and talk about how to how to have uh, develop confidence in prayer. But uh, before I do, I want to tell you uh, a funny. This is a uh, called a new purpose for a cockroach, and a couple of other short vote jokes. I was watching a show called Ten Steps to Avoiding a Shark Attack. I was really surprised. That stay out of the water wasn't step number one. <laughs> I ate a kid's meal at McDonald's this morning. His mom was furious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yesterday, my husband thought he saw a cockroach in the kitchen. He sprayed everything down and cleaned thoroughly. Today, I'm putting the cockroach in the bathroom. <laughs> oh that's that's hilarious (laughs) that's one way to get the get the husband going and clean in that bathroom praise god okay so uh you know i want to talk about confidence in prayer uh we we shared in the last couple of broadcasts about how one of the points that jesus made when the disciples came and asked him you know Teach us to pray, Lord, because we're watching you pray, and we don't pray with the kind of confidence you do. Would you would you teach us? And and one of the points in his in his prayer in uh, teaching them was to uh, look become an asking son and daughter or daughter who can who asks with confidence. And so we're going to begin to segue into now kind of uh, what what New Testament prayer looks like. Uh, you want to make sure that. Uh, there are certain things that, that uh, you're praying in certain way that you're praying that that helps you to uh, not be begging God. We don't need to be. We're not begging God for something that He's already provided. You know, a lot of people are, are doing that. Uh, you know, but but there there is there is effective prayer and and confident prayer, and we're going to share that today. So confidence actually begins in your prayer life by receiving assurance of salvation. And so 1 John chapter 5 and verse 13. It says these things have I written to you. So the the very purpose of the written word here is being revealed. He's saying these things I've I've written to you who believe on the name of the Son of God. So how many of you believe on the name of the Son of God, you're, you're, you're born again. So he said, I'm writing this to you who are born again, who believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know you have eternal life. And so the purpose, John, by the Holy Spirit says, he is writing this is to produce confidence in believers about their relationship with God first. So confidence in... in life, and confidence in ministry, and confidence in prayer, it begins by receiving an assurance of your eternal life. You're sealed when you're born again. Uh, Jesus doesn't jump in and out of your heart. And he's telling you here, I've written this to you, that, that you may know that you have eternal life, that you can have confidence. But then he didn't stop there, verse 13. And it says, and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. And so what is he saying? He's saying, look, first of all, I'm writing this to you so that you you know that you know what you know in your knower, that you're born again, that you're saved. You're not saved again, lost again, saved again, lost again. You know, you know, every time you sin, after you're born again, Jesus doesn't jump out of your heart and then jump back in when you when you confess your sin when you confess your sin is not when he found out about it okay and he's already your your spirit man when you're born again is sealed and and he he's he lives and dwells in you and he's abides in you and and so that's eternal security and he he's writing this to you and I so that we know first of all that we we have eternal security that we're born again but then he didn't stop there he said and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God, so so that you not only know that the, the eternal security issue is settled in your heart, that gives you confidence with God, but also that you can pray with confidence in other promises from the Word related to the temporal areas of your life. So what, what's he saying here? First of all, if you're going to be effective in your prayer life regarding temporal things, circumstances, Problems in life, finances, health, uh, what's going on in the in the political arena, what's going on with your children, your family, all of that. You first of all have to get ha- have to develop confidence in the eternal security that you have with God. You're not going to have confidence in the temporal things until you first have confidence in in the, in the eternal things, and you have that, and then. Then he 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 moves right on into this uh, passage in fourteen verses fourteen to fifteen about prayer. So he's specifically telling you, I want you to have confidence that you're saved, that you're born again, that you're a child of God, and that you may continue to believe on the name of the Son of God for other things, uh, that temporal things, other things that God puts in your heart. And then he then he then he starts. Uh, he, he gives you instruction. In fact, he, he he specifically says, "Now this is the confidence we have in Him." So God wants you to have confidence in your prayer life. He wants you to have He wants you to pray confidently, knowing He's heard you, knowing that your that your prayers are answered, knowing that you have authority, know, knowing that He's given you His authority, knowing that He's going to give you His heart, and He's going to give show you what He wants uh, to be prayed for, to, to show you things that, that he, he wants you to uh, spend time interceding for and people that, uh, he, that's on His heart in His mind. You know, if God puts somebody on your heart and you've been praying for them and then the Spirit of God leads you to pick up the phone and call them and talk to them and, and, uh, and then they, you find out they've been going through something uh, and then you let them know, man. God, God put you on my heart last week, and or today, or yesterday, and I was praying for you. And I I remember recently uh, a friend of mine that was going through difficulty, and God had already put him on my heart, and I had no idea what he was going through. I had no there I had no information that told me. That he was going through a, a real difficult time of a of a loss in his life, and and I had no idea about that loss, and but God had put him on my heart. I kept, I, I couldn't get away from it. I just kept praying, and finally I called him. I said, "What are you, What are you going through, man? Because you God sure put you on my heart the last uh, two three days." And he started crying. He said, "Greg, you you have no idea what it means to me that." You called me today and let me know that the Lord had put me on your heart because then he started telling me about the loss of a close loved one, some other things that he'd been going through that were really, really difficult and painful, and I had no clue. And that gave him such joy and peace to know that that uh that that uh he had put him on my heart. Well, man, guys, when we when we know how to pray. And we get before God, and He downloads somebody. He, he starts revealing and puts somebody on your heart, and and you have compassion towards someone. You, you need to know that your prayers for them will make a difference. Your prayers will will absolutely make a difference, and will encourage will encourage them. Well, He tells you here in First John five fourteen. Now this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us, man. That's powerful. You know, His his Word is His will. So we know that. And so you want to make sure when you pray that you're praying in line with the Word. You want to either have a scripture for what you're praying for or you want to make sure that that what God has put on your heart, at least it has a basis in the Word or it lines up with the Word of God. Um, I can't tell you the number of people who have come to me uh, in a prayer line, want want prayer for healing, want prayer for you know their marriage or for uh, you know reconciliation of a relationship and uh, or financial loss or something, and and I'll ask him, well, what? Okay, I'll I'll agree with you, but what scripture are you standing on? What what are you what are you basing your prayer or what do what are we going to base our agreement in prayer on? And, and I, I'd like to know what it is they're believing so that I can agree with them. And, you know, seven or eight times out of ten, they don't even have a scripture. I said, well, I, it's hard for me to agree with you. Now, I know God wants healing. I know that's His will, and I can give you a scripture. I mean, that's why I, you know, promote my book, uh, Scriptures to Live By. Uh, I'm not trying to sell books. I just want a resource People, because uh, it, it helps you find categories of uh, of need and of need in your life uh, that that will bless you, and you can go on my website and pick that up. But you know, you don't have to have you don't have to have that book to find scriptures. You can just you can just get an electronic Bible and and uh, and go on and and you know, or get a Strong's concordance, and you can find scriptures. But I want to know, what are, you sta- what are you standing on? What are you believing for? And in what basis do you believe? You, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And if you're going to have confident prayer life, uh, it, it starts with you basing your prayer on the written Word of God. It, it, again, he says, this is the confidence that we have in him. If you want to have confidence in prayer, he said, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. How do we know God hears us? Because we're asking according to his will. How do we know his will? Well, it's here from Genesis to Revelation. You can just you can find his will right here or just or just spend time in the New Testament and just see what what Jesus did, that was his will. But, you know, it's more than just mental assent. What do you really believe? What faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What do you what do you have faith for? What have you heard from God? What has he made, what has he made alive to you in your, in your spirit? See, a lot of people don't have confidence in their prayer life because they don't have confidence that what they're praying is the will of God. But here he tells you, you want to have confidence? Make sure that what you're praying for is the will of God. And how can I make sure of that? Make sure Get some scriptures that... that uh, are the foundation of what you're believing. And, and, and look, look him up. I remember when my son Michael, years ago, was so sick. Um, the Lord, you know, we took him to evangelists to be prayed for. We, t- we had different people praying for him. And, and finally, the Lord just told me, look, son, I don't want you taking him any, anymore uh, to other people to pray for him. I want you to absorb yourself in my word. I want you just to get in my word uh, and I want you to let my word come alive to you before you pray, I, I want you to get revelation of my word and so we we wrote down 70 different scriptures and there was, no, there was nothing magical in how many scriptures we just I just started finding scriptures on healing and, and I found you know probably 25 scriptures on healing then I found, you know, 25 scriptures on the authority of the believer. And I found uh, maybe 20 scriptures or so on the integrity of God's word or God's faithfulness to perform his word. And, and we just started quoting those. We just started speaking those. You know, Jesus, when the devil came to Jesus in the wilderness, he said, it's, he said, it's written. And he quoted a half, half of a scripture. And Jesus said, well, it's written again. And he, he defeated the devil with the word, and so we uh, wrote those scriptures out, hand hand uh, wrote those scriptures out. Then we quoted. I I put them. I put it on a. We had cassette players back then, and I put it on a on a cassette player. I I, I quoted those verses, and I and I would say it is written, you know, by his stripes, Michael was healed. it, it is written, you know. Uh, God, he sent his word and healed him and delivered him from all his destruction. You know, I, I, I find these scriptures and I, it's written and he's given us all authority over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means hurt Michael. And, and so I would write those scriptures down and then I quoted them and I said, it's written, it's written, it's written again. And then we quoted those scriptures, 70 of them. Uh, we quoted them. Uh, seven times a day. And there's nothing magical with 70 and nothing magical with seven. We, We just did that because God spoke to us about immersing ourselves in the word. And after two months, one of those passages of scripture that doesn't seem like it's a healing verse at all, it was Psalm 119, 89 and 90 says, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Your faithfulness is unto Michael and his generation. We put Michael's name in there, and that that verse came alive to us. It it, it leapt off of the page into our hearts. And it was about 30 days later. Uh, Michael couldn't crawl. He couldn't walk. He crawled for the first time in three months, and he was 18 months old at that time. He should have been walking already. And and then uh, uh, three months later, he walked, and and um, then he then he actually, you know, ran and and um, Janice saw a vision of him running around the corner saying, mama, mama, mama. And he, he actually was faster than his older brother. He had to be, you know, because his brother would chase him around. So anyway, but the bottom line is this, is, is that we took time to get in the word of God. And one one word from God, one word from God, my brother and sister, will will bring healing to you, will bring healing to your family. I can't. I can't make that, those verses alive to you, but the Holy Spirit can. And I encourage you, get in the Word of God and let, let, and, and, and then base your prayer on the Word of God because that's the will of God. And then, then he goes on to say, if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know, verse 15, if we know that He hears us, how do we know that He hears us? Because we ask according to His will. And we ask according to His word. And I've got the foundation of His Word in my heart, and I prayed. I got in the Word until one of those verses came alive to me. It, it was made, it was made alive to me. And uh, my good friend Barry Bennett recently went through a cancer battle, and and God, got, I said, Barry, what are you what what are you basing your healing on? What do you what do you believe in? He said, Well, God's revealed to me that you know He's quickened my mortal body, and and. The spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is greater than, the, uh, you know, than than the enemy. And that that I think it, uh, Romans eight two was was another verse. And and I just started getting agreement with him and started praying with him that that uh, uh, the the spirit of life in Christ Jesus uh, is greater than the spirit the spirit of death. And and he's well today, praise God. And and he said, uh, if we if we know that he hears us, we know that. What, the uh, whatever we ask, we have the petitions that we ask of him. So you want to make sure that your request is first of all based on the word. and you ask according to the word. John fifteen seven says, if you abide in me and my word abide, my words abide in you. You'll ask whatever you desire and it'll be done for you. So abiding in the word means you just you spend time with it, man, you 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 shut off other things. Uh, fasting to me is just shutting off uh, natural things that 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 can uh, distract me from the Word of God, and so uh, confidence in prayer, secondly, is based on his on his righteousness and his sacrifice on the cross, not on our own righteousness. And many of us have more confidence in someone else's prayers than our own. Uh, because we know ourselves and our weaknesses and our failures too well and you might as well you might as well just pray this prayer you know Lord you know I just want to I, I just want you to know uh, I don't have a lot of confidence in my prayers but uh you know pastor my pastor pastor Joe he's going to be talking to you about me here in a little while and I know that you hear him and 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 his prayers because he's such a godly person and such an anointed intercessor and so He's going to be praying uh, to you about me. Well, all you're doing then, you you know, forget about praying in Jesus' name. You just prayed in Pastor Joe's name. And if you're putting confidence in yourself or lack of confidence in yourself, you're praying in your name. That's why he told us to pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. We're not coming in in our own righteousness. We're not coming uh, to God, based on our goodness or, 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 or not. If you're doing that, you're coming in your name. And, you know, years ago, we were, uh, uh, my friend Paul Milligan, Milligan and I were dealing with a demonic person that was demonized, and we were trying to get her free. And, and, and then she said, and this voice rose up in her, and said, I know you. I know what you did when you were 16 years old. And I looked at Paul and I said, man, it's true. <laughs> and, uh, and Paul said, quick, Greg, we got to cast the devil out before he tells me what I did at six when I was 16. But you know, what we responded, we said, you know, that doesn't matter what we did at 16 or what we did at 26 or what we did at 36. You know what? We're not coming in our name. We're coming in Jesus' name. It's, it's his righteousness. It's his blood. And, and so many times we're, 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 we're basing our prayers on how good we feel about ourselves. And, and guys, it's the blood of Jesus that makes us right with God, that gives us access to Him with confidence and not our own works. Hebrews ten nineteen says, Therefore, brethren, have boldness to enter the holiness by the blood of Jesus. 2 Corinthians five twenty one: For He made Him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. We've been made the righteousness of God in Christ. There's nothing we can do to add to Jesus' work that can cause us to be uh, more effective in our prayer life. And, and, and we, we need to put our confidence in Him, not in ourselves. And then, as I mentioned, you, when you pray, pray, pray to the Father in Jesus' name. If you want to have confidence, put your confidence in the Word. Put your confidence in the blood, what Jesus did for you that made you righteous, and then put your confidence in Jesus' name, not your name. You know, uh, man, I I want to, When most assuredly John 16, 23 says, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, He'll give it to you. You know, I'm telling you guys, it's all right to call on Jesus, but when you pray to pray to the Father, and you use the name of Jesus, because it's His name That that gives us authority. It's his name that binds the enemy. It's his name that causes sickness and disease to go. In the name of Jesus, miracles happen. We have confidence in that. And then finally, you know, most of the time in prayer, there's a time lapse between the time that we pray and the time that it's manifested. He said, "They'll lay in John and Matthew 16." He said, they'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Recovery involves, uh, implies process. So, you know, there's a time that we pray, believe that you receive it, and then you shall have it. And it's, faith is a lot, and prayer is a lot like fishing. And when you fish, and for big game fish, you hook the fish, but then it takes a, a while to reel that fish in. And so... You know, whatever you ask when you pray, believe that you receive it and you shall have it. But it's not automatically going to come immediately. It's not automatically going to happen just because, uh, I mean, instantly, just because you it, it is the will of God. You know it's the will of God. But uh, Matthew, uh, Hebrews 6:12 says that, don't be sluggish, but imitate those. Through faith and patience, inherit the promises. So, if you want to have confidence in, in your prayer life, you need you need to add patience uh, with with your faith. Don't don't uh, don't put a time frame uh, on on your receiving. Don't you're not going to receive from God with your eyes on the calendar and the clock. Uh, I'm excited about the fact that. God has given us the privilege of of effective prayer, and you have the ability to walk in confidence in your prayer life, and I release that to you today in Jesus' name.
1: Today's teaching, Developing an Effective Prayer Life, is available in a five-disc CD or DVD album, or on a USB flash drive, containing both audio and 4K video. Go to gregmore.com and order your copy today.
0: I mentioned on today's broadcast my book, Scriptures to Live By. Uh, You can can find this on uh, gregmoore.com along with the rest of my product, but this has got 41 categories of scripture and that will help you to develop confidence in your prayer life and see answers to prayer come to pass a lot more quickly and a lot more uh, effectively. So check it out, gregmoore.com.
1: In his book, Scriptures to Live By, Greg has compiled an arsenal of scriptures in 41 essential categories that will arm you to successfully conquer life's difficulties. Speak the word over your circumstances. Order your copy at gregmore.com today. On our website, you'll find Greg's latest book release, free teachings, as well as many other resources. You'll be able to access his blogs, quotes of wisdom, and funnies of the week. While there, please connect with us and let us know how you or a loved one has been blessed by this ministry. We'd love to hear from you. If you've been blessed by today's teaching, we would like you to consider partnering with Greg Moore Ministries. Your partnership will help expand this broadcast around the world to give people the opportunity to grow in wisdom, Christlikeness, and grace. Go to gregmoore.com and become a partner today. Remember, you can order resources or partner with our ministry at gregmoore.com or by writing to us at P.O. Box 7702, Woodland Park, Colorado, 80863. We look forward to hearing from you today. Join us again tomorrow for more Wisdom for Living.
0: I know that there's someone that's gone through a lot of loss that's watching today. Uh, There's someone that's lost a loved one very close to you and you're grieving over that, and and there and there I have no rebuke for you, regards in regarding that grief. But I, I want you to know that uh, the Lord Jesus is the healer of the broken heart. God knows I, I may not know what you've gone through. Uh, it, I I'm, I may not have lost. I mean, I have lost loved ones, but I'm, I may not. It, it may, may not have been the type of loss that you've gone through. But you know, Jesus, Jesus is touched with the feelings of your infirmities. And and He's touching your heart right now.
1: That's tomorrow on Wisdom for Living.